Denise Heyman Loa, today's guest, is the CEO and co-founder of Connective, a technology company that provides networking software and applications for organizations. Connective Earth, a community of impact investors focused on the climate crisis, is an example. Denise will share insights about her work and her superpower. I'm your host, Devin Thorpe. Welcome to the Superpowers for Good show. Denise, thank you so much for joining me today. It's really a wonderful opportunity for me and our audience to connect with you. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you for having me, Devin. It is uh, fun to see what you're doing. Uh, you know, b- helping to build communities is such a, a, a fundamentally important and good thing, but it's exciting to see how you're using that to help impact investors and social uh you know, nonprofits and other communities to advance social missions. Tell us a little bit about Connective. Yeah, sure, Devin. So um, we started the company about eight years ago with the idea of bringing together local yet global communities of people. And that was even before community was a popular term, which of course now everybody's talking about community. And community is a lot more than just running events and things like that. It's really about people being a able to engage in between events and be able to build a network and to do work together. So our community platform is very robust and it has all the features one would need to both communicate and collaborate, but also to take action. In fact, we have a, a tool in the, in the platform called the Actions, which is a project management tool. And we purposely called it Actions because a lot of our clients said we want people to not just talk, but to actually take action around causes. So one um, example of our platform in use is is a group called Connective Earth, and it's an impact investing ecosystem platform using our technology, which we are actually partnered on, where our partners are Peter Fusaro and Don Schreiber on that. I think you might know Peter, and that's how I met Paul Ellis as well. Peter's a past guest on the show. (laughs) Yeah, Peter's great. He's so, so knowledgeable. And... um, and we, the what we use connect what connective earth is all about is connecting impact investors with the impact companies and also creating a whole community around education around impact around uh, different impact investments and sharing that knowledge and the insight so in posts in in content in events um, and we're growing that platform we're growing that user base as we go we have other examples of clients in that category with gender equality. Several of our clients are focused on women's leadership skills. We have also have a women's business networking group on the platform that's based in the UAE and funded by the UAE government, which is pretty innovative. We also have another client that's Union University. Yeah, that's (laughs) quite something. People don't realize that how heavily funded um, women-based startups are in the UAE and Saudi Arabia. I mean, you wouldn't expect that, but it's true. Compared to the U.S., believe it or not, yeah, yeah. And we we have another client that's the instant. Yeah, that's a nice little tidbit. Um, We have another client that's the Institute for Social Justice, run by Union University. And then we're actually about to respond to an RFP by Montclair State University on human trafficking. There's a woman there, Mimi Feliciano who is extremely focused on human trafficking and reducing human trafficking and alerting the world. To that problem. So there are really a lot of opportunities. And the whole point of our platform is to amplify the message, to really get the messaging out, to build community around it, and to, and to enable knowledge sharing, collaboration, and action. And that's 
why we developed the platform in the first place. Does that help? Well, it, yes, yes, that really provides a great foundation. Now, it, it does seem to me that you have a uh, kind of two fundamental models. Maybe you think of it differently, but, but one model is sort of a self-serve model. For, uh, and the other is a white label customized model. Could you just right. tell us a little bit about how those compare? Yeah, sure. So our self-service model is like a SaaS version that most people would be familiar with something that they go to a website and actually sign up directly with a SaaS version of, of a technology. And people can do that directly. There's different pay payment plans. Then there's also the white label, which is what most of our clients pick, where we help them build the site. We help them set up the environment and we train them and, and coach them on how to roll out the community. And so it's it can be used self-service, but it's a fairly complex platform. And to use it effectively usually requires some assistance. It's kind of like I, my best example is people who try to implement Salesforce by themselves. Salesforce is not to be done by yourself. And our platform yeah. can be, but if you really want the full experience, you usually um, engage either ourselves or one of our partners. And we have a number of partners who know how to implement the platform as well. Okay. Well, and also it exists on both great. websites and mobile apps. Sorry for cutting you off. Right. No, that's, that's great. That's a really important message. To add. Yeah. Yeah. The, tell us a little bit about the, uh, is it connective earth? <laughs> Yeah. It, uh, is the investing platform? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, tell us a little bit about the inner workings there. Yeah. So Connective Earth, again, it's a partnership between Peter Fasaro, myself, and Don Schreiber using our technology and a lot of their contacts. And we, um, like Don, posts on there every day, new, new articles that are curated. We have uh, content coming in from FinTech TV and from other sources. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Vince Molinari at FinTech TV, but he's got a um, yep. An impact Mint, Mint and focus. Friends. Okay, great, great, great. And so we have a, a, a connection to their technology built into the platform. Then we have the social posting. We have the communities, a number of different, 20 different communities like agriculture, ecology, digital blockchain, anything that is related. And then we have companies that are actually posted on the platform that are in the impact space. And you can actually see the companies and look at the deals like an investment platform. Content as well is shared on the platform. And we have communities for the Wall Street Green Summit for Peter Frasaro as well. So it's a combination of all those features and the types of people. There's also experts on the platform that have expertise in different, um, in different uh, topics or different uh, strategy or financial or impact or, you know, like Peter, people like Peter with deep, deep knowledge in the energy space. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and we're looking to grow that. It sounds like a great community. Sounds yeah. like a great community. What is it? Is it a is it a community that people can join or not? Is yes, it it's invitation only. No it's way. currently free to join um, because we're still building the 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 audience. So they can just go to connectiveearth.connective.network and it'll come up. Then they can join directly. Okay. And it's connective. Wow, it's really the combined connective E-R-E-A-R-T-H. And actually the earth, this is Don Schreiber's um, initiative, but the earth stands for ecology, agriculture, real estate, 
because there's a lot of opportunity in real estate to improve how things are being used, um, technology and yeah. healthcare humanity. So that's it. It actually is a mnemonic for that's a, that's fitting for the the meaning of it. No, that's great. That's great. Uh, now you said you started this eight years ago. What was yeah. the inspiration? The inspiration was actually my husband's Kung Fu group. <laughs> Believe it or not, it's a Kung Fu group that's global. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a global Kung Fu group and there's it's all volunteer and there's local chapters, regional relationships, national relationships and global relationships. And all of the local chapters were having trouble communicating with the people in the school in the, that wanted to come for training and for health reasons. And then, and they were having trouble doing retreats and connecting regionally and globally. And so he, my husband had the genius idea of coming up with this local yet global connections. So it's a, a whole ecosystem of connected communities. So that's how we started, but we both have a passion for impact. And so very, very early on, we started to work with nonprofits and impact organizations um, from the very beginning. Initially, we were trying to do sort of a Facebook for communities. We thought everybody would want to be on the same common platform with their own community spaces. But what we found was that people didn't want that. They actually wanted their own site with their own branding, that they, where they own their own data. And so we pivoted to a branded site. So every client now is a separate site with their own branding. And, and we do websites as well, so they can have their own website on the platform and their own mobile app as part of it. Yeah. It's kind of a so, funny story. Let's dig down a little bit on Yeah, let's dig down just a little bit on the comparison to Facebook because so yeah. many people use that and so many people are frustrated with it because the more we use it, the more we feel exploited by it. That's right. And yet it really is a powerful tool. So how have you copied Facebook? How have you differentiated yourself from it and and let's you know, tell us about the, the data yeah. and how who owns what and how you yeah. use it. Well, our clients own their data. So it's own, it is not owned by us, which is very, a huge differentiator with Facebook. There's also a lot of privacy levels. So it can be very, very private in terms of the site itself and in communities within the site can be completely private. There's also a lot of security built in. There's no algorithms. Like Facebook, you never know what people are going to see because of all the algorithms. The other really important part is that when you share content across communities, because a, a, a social post is a social post. I mean, our social posting is very similar to Facebook or LinkedIn, so it's familiar to people. But if you are in five communities and I share a post with five, all five communities you're in, you only see the post once. And everybody across all those five communities can collaborate together in one stream. So that's very different from a LinkedIn group or a Facebook group. And it really gives more power to people being able to work together on initiatives. And that's that's a, a big differentiator. And then there's no advertising other than sponsored advertising, which is approved by the owner of the site, by whoever is the the you know the brand or the organization that has the site. And they can put sponsors on, those sponsors can contribute, but there's no advertising. So those are just some of the things. I mean, privacy and ownership, data ownership is the big one and not being exploited by Facebook is huge. I mean, it means people yeah, need to pay. You know, somebody needs so to pay for the site, but somebody needs to pay for the site, whether the right, organization right. Or, or the users or the 
the donors, you know, sponsors. And there's usually a combination of all yeah. those, you know. But you yeah. get what you pay for. Yeah. If you don't pay, you get Facebook. <laughs> and <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And, and Facebook is the one making money off of it. it. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And Facebook is the one making the money, not not the organizations. You know? Yeah. Well, Denise, this is really a remarkable thing. You've had a, a successful, powerful career. Uh, you're still going. Yeah. What, uh, what do you see as your superpower? So I think my superpower is, is communication and cat, being a catalyst, a networker. So connecting people together is probably my, my important superpower. Like if you say to me, do you know anybody who, who does X? I can think of people who do X and connect you with them. And often it puts an idea in my head and you might say, well, Denise, I'm looking to do this, this or this. And I might not have an idea right at that moment, but needless to say, within days, I'll run across people who fit that category or criteria. And so I think that's yeah. my, it's called, actually, there's a name for it. It's called a catalyst individual, somebody who is at that edge, who can see the connections between things. And that's probably my superpower. Um, I really want to, as the, the whole point of our platform, as I mentioned earlier, is to amplify the capabilities of organizations and for messaging, for action, for knowledge sharing and collaboration. And that's really, I, I've felt that we can be more powerful by enabling others to be powerful rather than what one person can do. And that's why we, the passion we have for the, for the platform. And interestingly, about two or three years ago, my husband and I were standing in the kitchen because we co-run the business. And I'm the CEO. He's the CTO, chief architect and genius, <laughs> technology genius. And we, we suddenly said, well, what is your passion about this? Why are you still doing this after eight years? Because it's not easy, you know, to run a startup company. And there's lots of sacrifices you have to make. And, and I turned to him and he turned to me at almost the same time and said, I want to make the world a better place. I want to support causes. I want to support education. I want to support, I mean, he's got this great idea of trying to get refugees who are stuck in camps, who have professional experience or have capabilities to get them to be able to, to do freelance work and fund themselves. So there's things like that that can be done with a platform like this. And we both, that's what gets us up in the morning in, is more the passion of amplifying other people's capabilities. And that's what I would say is the superpower. Yeah. Yeah. As you uh, reflect on this, uh, do you see uh, Connective as the uh, embodiment of, of your superpower? Yes, actually. That's funny that you asked that that way. I never thought of it that way, but it really is. Um, and it's, it's very much so. I mean, my husband came up with the idea, but as soon as he talked to me about the idea, it sparked the motivation for me. And so I, I was, he was running it by himself initially. And then I came on board and then the team voted me in, in as CEO um, about a year into the, <laughs> into the process. And I, I think it is yeah. that. I mean, we have a lot of very interesting relationships and clients that we've been lucky enough to work with. And it's all through that catalyst networking superpower. So I think you're right. Yeah. As I sit up here in Maine and do everything virtually, yeah, yeah. As you think about your superpower, it, it's probably at different times 
occurred to you, perhaps at times when you wish someone would help you catalyze something, a connection that you need, but you probably thought I, I, about how to coach someone to be more catalytic in that way, more mm -hmm. connective, more a better networker. How would you coach someone now to, to do that, to develop those skills, to be more like Denise Heyman Loa? That's an interesting question. It's some of it is innate. I mean, some of it is just you have to be somewhat what of an extrovert. I'm a certain kind of extrovert. I I actually get energy from being around people. So most people go to a conference and they, it, it exhausts them. It, it exhilarates me. It perks me up. And so that's why I love all these video conferencing. I, I'm as long as I'm interacting with other people and I'm exhilarated by it. And so I think you have to get out of yeah. yourself and and think positive thoughts about connecting with other people that it can only be good things and it can only produce more action and not less. And then surround yourself with people you like and care about who have common philosophies. That's also very helpful. And I mean, again, some of it is really just innate, but you can practice, I think. I think you can practice by, by trying it, by thinking about who do I know and who should they know? And what do they know? Sometimes it's actually connecting people to people. I used to, um, one of my jobs on Wall Street was I used to be, uh, I used to cover pension funds, endowments, and foundations. They were my clients. And what I did with, I was a relation, senior relationship manager with them. And my, my relationship was always with the CIO and the, and the board and the senior people. And what, where I added the most value was by bringing them ideas bringing them the resources of the firm of Goldman Sachs and Morgan Stanley, which is where I was working. And they valued that. They valued that I understood their needs and that I was constantly considering their needs and bringing them meaningful content. So it's very different than your typical salesperson who calls up and says, how are the kids in the car? You know, it's more about, I remember you have yeah. a board meeting. Was the board meeting effective? Did you need more information for that board meeting? You know, things like that. And so thinking of the other person's needs and expertise and trying to marry that to somebody else who has those similar needs and expertise or complementary ones. But again, there's a lot of innate aspects yeah. to it. Yes. I, I don't doubt that there are certain innate aspects or at least things that are, you know, deeply foundational. At the same time, it seems like uh, we can all get better at it, even if we can't yeah. rise to your level of performance. Uh, are there other things you'd suggest tactically to help people do a better job when they try to, you know, catalyze connections? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it has to do with knowledge sharing and with thinking about what other people do that you know and what might help them do it better. So, you know, it might be a book you read, it might be an article you read, it might be a newsletter that just came across your desk. Whenever I read any any meaningful newsletter, I think about people. It's the same thing people do on LinkedIn, where they read an article on LinkedIn and they at mention, you know, people that might be connected to it. Mm -hmm. And it's it that exercise of thinking about other people and what might be beneficial for them in terms of knowledge you come across. That all but that also means you have to read. So you have to read and educate yourself and yeah. have meaningful knowledge to share. You know. Yes, good point. <laughs> good point. 
I'm actually the daughter of a literature professor. And so I grew up reading. And so it's for me, it's part of my day is is to learn something new every day and try to read. Yeah. They say that's the sign of a successful person. Yeah, sorry. What are some of the things that you read in terms of news, current events? Where do you get information that helps you to catalyze conversations? Well, I um, I read a bunch of different sources. First of all, I listen to NPR a lot. I'm an NPR-aholic, <laughs> which I'm, probably many of mm-hmm. us are. Um, I grew up listening to NPR even as a kid. My mom had it on all the time. So that's one source. Um, I definitely read I get newsletters and I read the news and I read the Washington Post and New York Times, certain things. Um, I also read a lot about blockchain. So I'm on some, because there's a lot going on in that world, which is worth knowing about. And, um, you know, it's sort of a little bit of a hodgepodge and I tend to be a little bit of a political junkie too. So I read about politics, (laughs) which can irritate me at, at times. Um, but you have to stay informed. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I think it irritates all of us. Every yeah. single human on the planet irritated yeah. by politics. Yeah. Which, which is why some won't read anything about it. Some refuse yeah. to. Yeah. Irrit- it irritates. Yes. Yeah. yeah but you need to be well, informed. Listen, uh, Denise, <laughs> yeah, I'm with you on that. Uh, I, I'm so grateful for your time today. Uh, before we wrap up, would you take just a minute and tell people how they can learn more about Connective and how they can connect with you personally? Yeah. Yeah, sure. So they can go to our connective.network website. It's literally connective.network spelled out fully. And then also they can reach me at denise.hayman, H-A-Y-M-A-N hyphen LOA, L-O-A at C-A-R-I-I.com. And I'd love to hear from people and um, I would welcome conversations for the conversations. And if anybody has questions about the platform, please reach out to me directly. Oh, fantastic. Well, Denise, thank you very much for taking the time to be with us today. We wish you every success in your efforts to use your superpower, catalyzing connections to help solve the world's big problems. So thank you. Anything I can do to be helpful, I will do. So thank you. (laughs) All righty. Okay. All righty. Let's do some good. Thank you for tuning in to the Superpowers for Good show twice each week. We host changemakers who share their impact, insights, and superpowers. Don't miss another episode. Subscribe today at superpowersforgood.com. That's superpowers, number four, good.com. Be super empowered. Get your copy of the book, Superpowers for Good, as an ebook, audiobook, paperback, or hardcover edition via your favorite online retailer. Interested in having me speak to your company, organization, or association? visit devonthorpe.com. Then let's talk. Now keep using your superpowers for good. Together we can reverse climate change, improve global health, and eradicate poverty.